Hello and welcome to the Badger Politic. I'm Scott Cerns. Yes, good evening. Paul Sickle here. How are you doing, Paul? Um, okay, a little subdued. Um, subdued? Yeah, well, it's been another um, kind of rough week, honestly, for everybody. Um, yeah? You know, when you look at, especially when you look at the politics, we got the president coming in. We do. Uh, tomorrow. Um, he will be here. Senator Fister. Yep. It's time for another White House Insanity Check. I White think. House Insanity Check. White House Insanity Check. Now, first of all, you know that the Fister apparently has some ghosts that bother <laughs> uh, bother baseball players. It's, they tend to only bother baseball players for the when most part, though. Well, maybe, maybe this time uh, Trump can see the ghosts of uh, democracy past and... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, and be unsettled. The ghost um, of uh, Abe Lincoln or Teddy Roosevelt, or right? <laughs> so, what 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 is he here for? So he's here to uh, you know get some pretty pictures in the paper uh, because of the Foxconn uh, groundbreaking. Okay, so he's there, here for that. However, that might look better than separating children from their family. Yeah, yeah, that'll probably you know like children the age old. of our kids, which is uh, yes. almost one. Yours is almost three and five. Yeah. Okay. That's not the only reason he's here. He is here to raise money for Wisconsin Republicans. Um, Oh, oh, there's another reason. Yeah. So so not just to avoid the bad uh, headlines and celebrate um, business expansion in Wisconsin. You didn't think he was coming here just, you know, to boost uh, business. Do you think he's here to um, explain the potential loss of jobs to Harley employees? Well, uh, I'm sure that will be a question. You know who's not doing that right now? Who our our Who governor? Our governor Scott Walker? He's not. He's not calling out Trump for well, for, for Harley Davidson announcing he, that they're going to move jobs overseas for the for the bikes that they sell overseas. He refuses to specifically attack Trump. Shocking. And, and then I he's going to raise like what half a million dollars or something hmm. from Trump for what? Probably, at least on paper, looks like Walker's toughest re-election fight yet. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. So he's not. Uh, yeah, he's not calling out Trump for for the tariffs and the trade war that's ensuing and the job loss that will potentially happen here in Milwaukee. Yeah, nothing seems interesting to miss from that. Right, right. And, you know, I've had mixed feelings about tariffs and whatnot, but I will say this: I think that Walker, who doesn't seem to have mixed feelings about Trump and is more than happy certainly doesn't have mixed feelings about Trump's money or the yeah. money Trump can raise you know supposedly has been always the hero of, of business in Wisconsin yeah and free trade and everything right. like that yeah yeah so I would expect that he'd be coming mm. out gangbusters saying mm-hmm. uh, this is bad for Wisconsin right. and we want to keep those jobs here Mr. President you mean he's not putting out press releases saying that uh, he's saying he doesn't like tariffs. That's oh. what he said. Oh, okay. So he wants so... to do away with tariffs altogether. Mm, mm. Real okay. principled statement. And I'm sure he's but, gonna, but it, I'm right. sure he's going to call him out when he, when he's here visiting him, um, yeah. uh, getting checks written for his campaign. Well, I mean, he could have called him up before he arrived. Yeah, and, I and, suppose and, so. Or he could have told him not to show up. Right, and just say <laughs> you're against tariffs. Period. Well, then how come you're down with your Republican president? Who's threatening one of your core industries in your state? Yeah, of Maybe. course he's bringing in Foxconn, the same company where we have suicide nets set up in China. Yeah, 
for it because that's going to be an engine of jobs. It's almost as if you're calling out Scott Walker for being unprincipled and uh, taking advantage of uh, a certain situation. No. Oh, what? Me? Yeah. Uh, perhaps. I mean, I... Okay. Yeah, I, okay. I'm, I'm, all right. All right. I'm, I'm, I'm somewhat surprised. Yeah. <laughs> so... So yeah, I mean, as as we touched on, so yeah, Harley Davidson announced due to the, uh, the tariffs that Europe will put on Harley Davidson motorcycles that they're going to move jobs over to Europe to uh, account for the the bikes that they sell overseas, so that they can avoid the penalties that will come to them if they uh, manufacture those bikes here in Milwaukee um, or in the U.S. at other plants. And uh, and ship those bikes and export them. So mm-hmm. yeah, there, there, yeah, there ought to be a Harley rally against Trump outside there. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't see that, that happening. But you know, it would be it would be kind of nice to see. Right. Um, but I think yeah, it's it's just it's it's so telling that Walker, um, you know, Walker's like, oh, I'm against tariffs, but you know, uh, I still want the president's money mm-hmm. and and. Let's see what, what Senator Baldwin said about it. Yeah, why don't, you, uh, why don't you tell us, Paul? From her tweet, just like Trump, I support better trade deals, not trade wars. Tariffs against our trading partners in Europe do not fix our trade problems. And President Trump's haphazard approach on tariffs with our allies will hurt Wisconsin manufacturing and agricultural economy. Hmm. So, yeah, I think that's... What the governor of our state ought to be doing, I, that, too. That seems like a very reasonable statement. You don't just say it's you're... Not even, it's, it's not even lambasting him and, and, and name-calling him. It's actually a very reasoned approach. But he, she names him. Yes. The Which, governor of Wisconsin ought to be able to name. Because it, it's not Hillary Clinton that's imposing the tariffs. Right. Or creating a trade war. Right. Right. It wasn't Barack Obama that was creating it. It wasn't George W. Bush. It wasn't Bill Clinton. Yeah. And it wouldn't, and it won't be, well, Joe Biden. I don't know. I don't think it will be, you know, (laughs) or whoever. Yeah. Uh, Oprah. Um, The bottom line is there is one person doing this, and there is one person in Scott Walker benefiting from him. From coming to town, raising money, and, 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 and electioneering right. on behalf of the Wisconsin Republicans and this governor. Yeah, yeah. So just, no, name him. I mean, Ron Johnson refused to name yeah, Trump, I, too. I, 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 wouldn't, I wouldn't hold your breath. Okay. So. Well, I think it's time that Walker starts, uh, you know, like saying what side he's on. Wisconsin needs to know. Yeah, well, we shall see. On the other side of the fence, uh, there's been news since uh, our podcast last week. So we, we went over the Marquette poll numbers. At the time, there were 10 Democrats in the primary. Mm-hmm. So as I was editing the podcast for last week, um, two Democrats have dropped out. Oh, okay. um, Dana Walks has dropped out of the race, um, citing the Is uh, that the, the poll, poll that was... Uh Biased toward Republicans it was by plus three, three. It was plus, plus, three. plus three Republicans. So like actually in six point swing probably. Yeah, and as we touched on last week, it's uh, it. We, so Walker's I, ahead, or not ahead, but he has a plus two approval rating in that poll. So he probably has more like a minus four approval rating in reality. I don't want to be overconfident about it. However, it, do we think that the makeup of the electorate come November? Based on all evidence that we have today, will be plus three Republican? I don't think so. And that poll was 
uh, self-identified rural voters. They make up what twenty-six percent of the right. It's plus three out of plus three out of um, compared to the historical average. Yeah, Marquette's only been polling since twenty twelve. Right, they've been mostly in Republican years, or at least even years. Yeah, Uh, it's post Obama elections. Right. Well, the the twenty twelve. I mean, I mean, but, but his initial election in, right. in two thousand eight. They got the Walker recall in. Yep. Right. They got yep. three bad elections for Democrats. One good election for Democrats. Right. And so, so, so the averages you would say are perhaps skewed. You would think that. Right. You'd think there'd be, if anything, uh, plus three Democratic skew this year. Yeah. Well, we. I mean, that's hopeful. So, yeah. well, right. In, in which case, Walker would be way underwater. Yeah. Um, so, I, I'm not sure he's way underwater, but but I would suggest that he's probably not so two Dana, points above water. So, Dana walks uh, as he dropped out. He did the uh, same day. He endorsed uh, Tony Evers uh, for governor, who is the leading candidate today. Captain Excitement. Captain Excitement. Uh, current head of the uh, Department of Education in the state. Mm-hmm. We've podcasted on him several times. Yep. And, um, gotten almost zero feedback about Tony Evers, but that's <laughs> all right. So in addition to uh, Dana Walks, uh, Andy Gronick, uh, a local figure here in the Milwaukee area, also dropped out. Who I'd never heard of until he decided to run for governor. Yeah. So still. So he will no longer be uh, a candidate. Yeah, he's endorsed Calder Royce, right? So there's, uh, so there's two candidates who dropped out who have endorsed uh, two different people. Now, Kelda did very poorly in the Marquette poll. She got she did. 2%. She did. She did not do, I think, as well as expected. I think it's safe to say that for all the people in the single digits, the margin of error is probably, well, um, it's probably more like 10%. Mm. Because I, I, as I recall in the poli-sci stats, when they say a margin of error, like in a head-to-head, yeah. it's usually, you know, whatever it is. So in a large sample, it's maybe three or four percentage points. Um, this is already a sm- smaller sample. But right. they, they say when you get closer to the extreme zero or 100, mm-hmm. the margin of error is actually much higher. Oh, yeah. Well, that's why typically you want in a poll, I think you want to get it like around 1,100 people. If right. you get, if, uh, that's kind of your threshold for like plus 2-3%. But even if you survey 1,100 people, if you... If your sample is shit, then, then that's right. not going to be accurate. But Or if you say uh, 98% of the people want this and 2% want that, mm-hmm. they... They say that the margin of error is considerably higher for both of them. There's like a five or ten point margin of error, even with a large sample, when it's 98 to 2. In other words, it could be as low as, say, 88 to 12. Yeah, yeah. Um, if, if, it's, if it's so on the extremes. Yeah. And so all these Democratic candidates, all below single digits, I would argue that their margin of error is probably at least five or ten what did Gronick get in the poll? So Gronick had a four percent uh, showing in the mm-hmm. poll. So he got four percent of the vote, just like Malin Mitchell did. Yeah. Right. So I mean, he was he was kind of just down in the mix of of all the non-Evers candidates, pretty much. You know. Now that having been said, we had guys like Mike McCabe that actually had um, a pretty decent showing against like, in the head-to-head against Walker, and not mm-hmm. so much in the uh, in in the primary poll, but. I don't know. Yeah, yeah it, it, it is. It is volatile. Seven in the. 
I think primary ball. Yeah, I, but again, the margin of error with the little sample was, you know, it's all it's all for the man. There's a real chance McCabe could get this nomination, actually, uh, which is which is troublesome if he's not going to raise any money. It means that there's going to be a lot of onus on other organizations to basically run ads on his behalf, and then he's going to have to answer to that, and he's going to have to say he's going to have to kind of disown some of it because you know he's he's being the big you know the good government guy. And he's you know, he's going to have to say like yeah I don't endorse super PACs and all this stuff but it's like Walker's going to have ten million dollars and if you're only going to raise a, if you're only going to raise a minimal amount of money I mean what have we talked about a few hundred grand or something like that I mean that's just it's it's a non-starter mm. it's not going to work and yeah we all want we all want a, a, a campaign finance reform and we want there to be a more equitable system where people that you know deserve a chance, have a shot, but that's not the system we live in. We, we operate in a system that, that depends on private camping contributions. Where do you see this going long game? Who's, who's going to be viable? Well, there, there is no long game. We're seven, we're seven weeks out, Paul, to, no, to the primary. No, to, to the uh, general election. One of them is going to be the nominee. Yeah. What do you think their prospects against Walker are? I still think they're pretty good because, mm-hmm. I, because I don't think it's going to be a plus 3% electorate. Uh, for right. plus three percent Republican electorate, yeah. I so it looks like things are moving very clearly into say Tammy Baldwin's direction. Yeah, I think she's I, I think she's shoring up her support and is looking like more and more of a lock, right? Um, because there's a pretty brutal primary between Leah Vukmer and Kevin Nicholson for for the lock, re- but. Uh, just because you can never say, I, I, yeah, I, I guess you, you can never say a lot in 2016. But it's she's looking pretty safe. I think they were hoping that she would be a lot more vulnerable than she's proven to be at this point. Big ad campaign, yeah, really effective ad campaign. I've, I've said it from the beginning that I think Tammy Baldwin is probably one of the most underestimated politicians in the yeah. state of Wisconsin. Yeah, yeah, she has always exceeded expectations in every race she's run. Well, she's the highest ranking Democrat there is right now in the state. Yep, uh, yep. So I think that, and deservedly so, I would argue. Uh, I think that you're going to have the Democrats are going to ha- are not going to have that same obviously advantage running for governor. Um, right, they have. I mean, there's also the power of incumbency that you have to, right. you know, that goes along with. So this. I would argue the governor's race is not going to exactly quite go our way. I do think, though, given the atmosphere, it could still be pretty close. Um, and by well, I would expect close, it to be close. I think regardless, it, I think it would be closer even than the last few where he won by about six or seven points, five, yeah. six, seven points. I think it be within two or three percentage points. And I think that that leaves a pretty good chance that a Democrat could win if yep. they can turn out the base. That's key. So I, that's where I'm still going to say Malin Mitchell's the most electable because of that. Yeah. Because I think it's pretty much people's opinions are pretty hardened. It's safe to say Walker's going to get 47 or 48% of the vote minimum. Now, it seems to kind of be his. I mean, he, he had what a forty nine percent approval rating in the Marquette poll, right. and if you're going to say it's plus three Republican, so maybe yeah, I that's think closer. Walker probably gets forty nine percent of the vote. It's a question of uh, easy mm-hmm. and can a Democrat turn out enough people that his number of voters basically doesn't quite reach fifty percent plus one. Yeah, I think it's going to be a tight one. It but, is. Um, it, it may it may go deep into the night. I would argue. Well, I, I hope. 
I hope it doesn't help the Democrat wins clearly. Of course. course. I would argue that that Walker should be expected to retain every vote he got in 2014. So he should be expected to receive about 1,260,000 votes. So the turnout needs to be higher. 1,260,000 votes. If a Democrat. Yeah, but some of those people. But Paul, some of those people have died since then. Yes, and and they've had. Some of them have uh, right wing kids under 18. True. You know, I mean, but I mean, maybe. But if you look at the electorate, I mean, the people that are becoming voting age, you wouldn't expect to be. In Wisconsin, the exit polls showed that 18 to 24 broke for Trump. I don't know. I mean, I'm just saying, don't yeah. don't count our chickens now. Maybe now a lot of them will vote. Period. Well, let's hope. But I think <laughs> one million two hundred sixty thousand. I think we should just count on him getting that many votes. If a Democrat can top that, they're probably going to be governor. Yeah. So I hope uh, your win numbers, Democrats, are high. Yeah. Because no Democrat in the state's history has ever received more than 1,160,000 votes, which is what uh, Jim Doyle did in nineteen in 2006. And sure. I think Tom Barrett actually got almost the well, same amount. That was twelve. That was twelve years ago. I mean, that's that's raw numbers. So we've had population increases since. So you can't Barrett, just look at raw. It's slight. It's yeah. slight, but yeah, some. Uh, so. and, and Tom Barrett um, actually got almost the same exact amount as Doyle did that time. However, uh, Walker had Uber turnout in the recall. That was this is in the recall. Yeah, yeah. one million three hundred forty thousand, which was. More than McCain got yeah. as a Republican standard bearer in the previous presidential election to that recall. And almost as much as um, about 95% of the total that Donald Trump received when he won the state uh, two right. years ago. So speaking of elections... As well as Romney, the same thing. So it is, it is actually an election night in, in uh, some parts of the country tonight. There's uh, primary elections in uh, places like Utah, South Carolina. Uh, New York's got some uh, primaries on the congressional side. So uh, just a few interesting things to note. So we've got uh, Mitt Romney uh, running away with the uh, Republican Mitt vote in, in, uh, in Utah. What did he get, like 70% of the vote, I think? Uh, actually, it was 76. 76%. Percent, so... So he's pretty much a shoe-in to be the next uh, senator from Utah, so we'll see what that uh, that looks like. I mean, I, I don't know. Well, Tony Evers of the Republican Party. Uh, no. <laughs> sort of. Well, yeah. Yeah, right. Captain excitement. The, uh, the governor's race in South Carolina, there was a primary there. Uh, Harry McMaster uh, locked it up. Uh, Trump, uh, went, yeah, took, took, Trump took a trip. Yeah, he took a trip down to South Carolina, gave a bombastic speech. Last night, uh, endorsing Harry McMaster, he pulled it out, I think, uh, about, by about 10 points. Mm-hmm. Uh, New York, uh, I think, on the Democratic side, was the most notable race tonight. Uh, Representative Joe Crowley, longtime Democrat, is, uh, is kind of one of the more senior House members on the Democratic uh-huh. side. Uh, he lost to Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Mm-hmm. Um, and it wasn't even close. She was an organizer for uh, Bernie Sanders in 2016. Mm-hmm. Uh, she won by, I think, with, with the article I saw, it was about 88% reporting uh, a little while ago, and she was ahead 57.6 to 42.4. So, wow. yeah, pretty, pretty resounding victory for her. Mm-hmm. So if you're, I guess... If you're going to prognosticate about what that means, well, that shows a very motivated 
Democratic base that's coming out to vote. And it sounds like Joe Crowley, like he wasn't, he wasn't like a centrist necessarily, but you know, he represented kind of the old guard of the Democratic Party. And um, obviously, you have an up and coming um, activist in in, in Alexandria Ocasio Cortez who garnered a lot of support. Oh, it's part, oh, right by LaGuardia. Okay. It includes LaGuardia Airport. So it's in the Queens, and then um, I guess it looks like it does include um, parts of the Bronx. Okay. Um, yeah, the sort of north northeast Bronx area near. Uh, trying to see what the bay is there, but anyway. So basically, it's in the city. You know, it's yeah, in it's in the metro it's in area. City. Yep. He's he's gone. Yeah, and I mean there 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 were people that were talking about. Um, Crowley being a potential successor to Nancy Pelosi. Well, no but longer. Not not gonna not gonna happen. Not gonna do it. <laughs> so, Never gonna be prudent. Um, yeah. So it, it just it's just an interesting result. You know, we'll see what it means. I would expect that she'd be the favorite to, to you know retain this district for the Democrats. Here is um, the real Donald Trump tweet about it. Wow, big Trump hater, Congressman Joe Crowley, who many expected was going to take Nancy Pelosi's place, just lost his primary election. In other words, he's out. That is a big one that nobody saw happening. Perhaps he should have been nicer and more respectful to his president. Right, because that's the lesson. That's the lesson from this vote. Yeah, is that's that, what people that the, in the Queens and the Bronx right. are looking for, if, somebody more, more pro-Trump. If, if right? Joe Crowley was a, was a more pro-Trump Democrat, I'm sure, he would have, I'm, I'm sure that result would have been the flip, a, a flip of what the actual result was. Right. I right. mean, give me a break. Yeah, well, that's that's uh, that's our the real Donald Trump there. For yeah, uh, he definitely had a good week in, at the Supreme Court. Number of uh, Supreme Court rulings that did not uh, go the way we had hoped. I would say. Yeah, that was uh, yeah, the, the most serious. the most notable one today was the uh, the travel ban was upheld. Now that was the modified travel ban. I think it was their third attempt at making it uh, constitutional. Mm-hmm. And which means that they 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 dialed back on the number of countries that were included. They, they threw in places like North Korea, and so, to try to make it a not just a Muslim ban, you know, you, you factor that in. But we have all the statements out there, like the arguments that this was not intended to be a Muslim ban. We have all the campaign statements. We have all the all the press releases. All those things. It was very clearly what very clear what their intent was. Mm-hmm. So the fact that that wasn't taken into account, that that was just ignored, is pretty shameful. I think. Yeah, I think so. so. Uh, I think the SCOTUS is not our friend. The Supreme no. Court is not our friend. Tomorrow they will probably issue a really a very bad ruling against uh, labor. Yeah. Um, in the Janus decision, which will be seen as. Oh, uh, victory for worker freedom, which really is just a victory for free riders. So you don't want to pay their fair share if they're benefiting from a union contract. So you don't think Anthony Kennedy is going to use that case to to to, to stand out? Because that would be a shocker. I mean, it's, all the all the stuff about oh, Anthony Kennedy is going to be you know, he's going to be the saving grace. I mean, or, he hasn't done anything yeah, yeah, right. at least since the gay marriage ruling. I mean, he, Anthony Kennedy hasn't done jack shit. Right. So I, but I, that the fear is now that he's going to retire and be replaced with another Neil Gors, Neil Gorsuch. Right. So, well, we shall see. But this this just goes back to people. I mean, election has the elections have consequences mm-hmm. for all the people that you know thought that there wouldn't be a difference between Clinton and and Trump or who voted for Jill Stein. 
I mean, give me a break. I mean, the Supreme Court would look much different right now, and these rulings would be much different. So if you don't like the travel ban, if you, if you're, you are supportive of labor laws, um, if you don't think American Express should be able to, 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 to be able to um, manipulate all the retailers that use them, and, 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 exactly. and, and, and if this, is, this is a thing. You have to get out and vote. Otherwise, this is what happens. Well, and speaking of getting out and voting, I hate to say this, but looking at the raw numbers on the New York uh, primaries, so on the Crowley race that he lost, he got 11,761 votes mm-hmm. in the primary to 15,897. Yeah. Total 27,658 votes. Yeah. So, uh, well, rational district. Yeah. I would, I, I would want to compare that to if the Republican primary. Yeah, fine, but a congressional district, I don't think they probably had one because it's safe. You don't think they're even going to contest it? it Not nah, the 14th, probably. Well, that may be why there wasn't uh, more voters then. Well, it's a primary, right? So there's right. a real choice. I mean, that's what we would have in a state senate race here. This is a congressional seat, which is like four Wisconsin state senate races. Sure, sure. Seats. And that's what we'd have in a primary. Yeah. I mean, that's really low turnout. Um, yeah. I mean, there, there's. About five hundred thousand eligible voters in a congressional seat. But that's a five percent turnout. But I would say that if it's if it's a solidly democratic district, it was really motivated people that wanted to go out and vote against Joe Crowley, and there were probably a lot of people that are used to voting for Joe Crowley on the ballot. They were just like, "Well, I'll vote for him in November. We're fine." You know? Yeah, I, I guess. I, 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 don't know. I don't know. I don't. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't read too much into that. So. I don't know. I think it's. Um, I mean, I'll have to see more, but those look like really bad. Uh, oh, just in the raw numbers. For, yeah, uh, I, I don't. Dis- I don't disagree. I don't disagree. So I, just- I mean, I think that there may be something to the case that some of the energy out of the blue wave is, is really started to dissipate. Well, hopefully, after all the crazy stuff uh, this past couple of weeks, maybe that uh, maybe that the White House insanity check. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I hope. I'm just saying that, like, just looking at the numbers, it doesn't look that good. Yeah. Um, but, I, again, I, I don't know how much I would read into that, given it, the fact that it's a pretty solid district. So, Yeah. I mean, I'm just looking at the rest of these primaries. They're not much more impressive. Yeah. Maybe just nobody votes in New York State primaries, well, which, was, which seems just bizarre to me because, I mean, right, well, you, there's you, you so figure, many more. You figured it's a, you know, it's a more... Uh, if I was edu- running Crowley's campaign, I would have... Found a way to get another five thousand votes. I mean, it's it's, well, it's almost inconceivable that you couldn't have. It's a house. It's a U.S. House seat. Yeah, that's on him. I mean, obviously, maybe he maybe he got lazy. Well, I just think that our targeting might be just so narrow now that we think we're so clever that we're just talking to just the reliable voters. Yeah, but maybe it's about time we start trying to expand the pool a little bit. I mean, five yep. percent turnout in a primary. Pretty pretty uh, non impressive. Yeah, yeah, and that's a that's for the majority party in that seat. Yeah, and so I, I mean, if if that's, I mean, it just shows that people aren't that motivated to vote. Well, at least uh, I don't know. The Democratic voters aren't that yeah, motivated, frankly. I don't think you can extrapolate from that one race. We have all the other seen, ones in New York State are really are, are really low too, okay. and it makes you just wonder, like. Do people just think in a blue state like that voting is somebody else's responsibility? Right, maybe? just kind of taking it for granted. I mean, that might explain sort of why we're in the problem we're in. Perhaps you know, is that what happens in in blue areas no. in Wisconsin? I mean, I don't, I don't know. know. It's just something to think about. Yeah. 
So with that, uh, that's kind of where things stand. So the interesting news this week. Uh, Trump will be in town tomorrow, so we'll see what, what news comes out of that on our next episode. All Stay right. tuned, everybody. Forward with that. Forward. Forward.